Hello. <laughs> um, so tonight we're just going to go through a little bit about who Jesus is. And I kind of realized that um, sometimes we talk about Jesus at FNL and like I realized that some of you who go to FNL might not have any clue who that is. So um, we're just going to kind of go through a bit of Jesus' story and um, share with you kind of who Jesus is, what he did, and why it affects you directly, because it does. Um, So we're going to go through these four points up on the screen there. Um, So, yeah. Point number one is that heart there that you can see. Uh, The first one, point number one, is God loves you. And this is a Bible, and this is the book that tells us all about God and Jesus. And in that book, there's lots of other books, little mini books, um, that make up the Bible, and... Um, that tells us that God loves us. The Bible tells us that God loves us. And in one of the books that's called John, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So that is just telling us that God loves us so much that he sent his only son to the earth to live as a human, to, to live as we live, and um, to walk on this earth with us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that later, about how what happened when Jesus was on earth. Um, but uh, that can raise questions as like, okay, God loves me, but who is God? I don't, I don't know who that is. So God, the Bible tells us that God is the creator of the world. He created our world. He created the universe. And he created all of us. So God is our creator. He created the universe and he created us as well. And before time began, God had planned for you. So God, God didn't make a mistake. You're not a mistake. There's a reason why you're here. It's not a coincidence. The reason that we're all here in this room isn't a coincidence. God knows us. He planned for us. He made us. And he loves us. And in a book, another book in the Bible, I'm going to talk a lot about the Bible and what it says because it's very important. Um, but another book in the Bible called Sam, it says God created you and he loves you. So very simply, God created you and he loves you. And uh, last week, our speaker at 6.30, we had a guest speaker, because it was our birthday last week, in case you didn't know. Um, But last week, our speaker was sharing with us about how all of creation has the fingerprints of God. And that phrase, fingerprints of God, was just like mind-blown for me. I was like, wow, that's so amazing. That's Just that phrase, like, all of creation has the fingerprints of God, was just like, wow. Um, and he was telling us about how our DNA is, has the fingerprints of God because it's so intricate and specific and there's no way that we could live if like, we didn't have, like this isn't a coincidence that we're here and that we can live as we do and we can breathe and we can talk and we can live as we do. It's no coincidence. And every single person on the planet is different. Like that blows my mind. Every time I think like further into it, I'm like, whoa. Um, Even identical twins don't have the same DNA, which is just insane. Um, So our DNA has the fingerprints of a designer who created us and knit us together. And that just blows me away. So that can kind of raise questions of like, well, why why does God love me? Like, if if God is real and God created me, why, why would he love me? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Why did he care about us? Why, why would he love me? The Bible tells us that we are God's children, 
God loves us as a father because we are his children. So it's not just that, oh yeah, I love him like a friend. Like We are his children and he loves us. And what's clear in the Bible is that there's only one God all the way through. And he is that powerful God. There's one God and he is that powerful. And we are created ones. We, as humans, are reflections of God. We have the fingerprints of God. So that was point one, God loves us. Point two is that cross there, the X there. Um, And point two is I have sinned. So sin is like a a word that you might hear kind of thrown about and not really sure what that means. But sin is just another word for like doing bad stuff. Sin is a rebellion against God. And it's not just the act of doing bad stuff. It's, It's a heart condition. We are all like conditioned to sin. It's in our nature as humans. We are conditioned to sin. And sin is just like rebellion against God. It's, it's the doing, doing the bad stuff, doing the wrong stuff. And in the Bible, again, as I said, I'll talk a lot about the Bible. The Bible says, in a book called Romans, it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that means that every single human being has fallen short of God's standards. We don't meet God's standards. We're not good enough for God. So there's no one on earth who meets who's perfect and who meets God's impossible standards and that means that even if you're sitting there feeling quite guilty about that like oh I I don't I don't know this God so why would he love me I'm not good enough to to know God I'm not good enough for God to love me then don't worry because neither am I (laughs) we've all sinned I don't deserve God's love Mark doesn't deserve God's love Ailey doesn't deserve God's love Hugh we all have fallen short we all are not good enough for God but very importantly, remember our first, our first point, God still loves us. Even though we keep doing all this bad stuff and we keep sinning and we rebel against him, God still loves us. And even though I'm not good enough, God still loves me. He made us and he made us the way that we are and he loves everything about us. And in another book of the Bible uh, called James, it says, For whoever keeps the law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it which is kind of hard to understand, but I'll I'll help you understand. It means, like, if you had a pane of glass, like, I guess, like, that big window there, it's either broken or it isn't. There's no in-between. It can't, like, it's either a broken window or it's perfect. And we are all broken. There's no in-between. We're all broken. So if you break a part of the law, you're broken. But that's okay because God still loves us. Remember So no matter who you are or where you've come from, we all start in the same place. We all start as sinners and there is no one living right. The wages of sin is death, which means the wages of sin is separation from God. It means spiritual death. Over time, we sin and we sin and we sin and we sin again and again and we just feel more guilt. It's kind of like if you were in a boat and there's an island and you're like just paddling away from the, the island, you're just pushing yourself further and further away. You're moving, but the island doesn't move because it's an island. It stays the same, it stays there, and it's just us pushing ourselves away. So that's kind of like what happens when we sin. We push ourselves further away. God doesn't go anywhere, and God still loves us, but we decide to push ourselves away. And Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So to be separated from life leads to spiritual death. And um, we have to remember that God is God and we are not God. 
God is God and we, we, we're not. So I don't know if any of you know who Kanye West is. Big Kanye, has everyone, anyone heard of Kanye? So Kanye thinks highly of himself. I once saw a quote um, that's from Kanye and he said, my greatest pain in life is the fact that I'll never get to see myself live. And that is like the most Kanye thing I've ever heard. But like Kanye thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he puts himself on a pedestal. And sometimes we're at risk of thinking like that too. We can think that we're good enough and, and living our own way is better than living God's way. Um, so whenever we choose our rules over God's rules, that's, that's, that's kind of like when we're sinning. That's what sin is. So sin deserves death. And that's why it's so important. Like if, if someone in our country broke the law, we'd expect them to to be judged, to have a sentence. Like if somebody murders someone, you expect them to go to jail. So it's kind of like the consequences for sin are serious. The consequences for breaking God's law, for pushing ourselves further away are serious. So we deserve to die, but God had a different plan. And that moves us swiftly on to to our our third point there, the, the cross there, the third one. So point three is Christ died for us. So... Um, just a wee bit of context, like when Jesus came to earth, um, people didn't believe that he was who he said he was. People didn't believe that he was the son of man and and they didn't believe that he could do what he said he could do. So they basically killed him, they crucified him and um, that just means that he was hung on a cross, like that third point there. Um, he was hung on a cross like that and um, just... Yeah, so Jesus was put to death on this cross. And I don't know if um, you've ever been in a situation where you're at this fancy restaurant with your friends and you know for a fine fact that you're a bit low in funds, you're a bit skint and you're at this big fancy restaurant, but you're in like total denial mode. You're like, right, it's cool. This is a nice restaurant. I'm fine. We'll just look for the cheapest option on the menu. Easy. Done. Um... And you're, one of your friends that you're with is like really good friends with the manager. So you're like, that's right, it's fine. I'll just be nice, be polite, but I'll take the cheapest option. And um, the manager comes over to your table and he's like, all right, do you know what would be really fun here? If I chose all your meals, like I'll pick the best on the menu and I'll just bring that over. And you're like, all your friends are like, yes, that sounds amazing. Love that. Give me the most expensive, the best on the menu. And you're like, please, I don't have enough money. Um, and so the guy brings out all this, like, there's a massive spread and you're, like, chomping away, still in total denial. You're like, yes, this is amazing. This is the best food I've ever eaten. And then it comes to an end. In the back of your mind, you're like, oh, man, I still don't have enough money. Even though this tastes amazing, I still can't pay for this. I can't afford it. Um... And you finish your food and you see the manager like come along with um, the wee tray with the bill on it. And, like, he's, and as he comes closer and closer to your table, like more and more guilt, you're like, oh, terrified of what, what it may be, what the price might be. And he stops at your table and he, he puts down the tray and everyone's like kind of looking at each other like, what? And you look at the tray and all it has is those like wee after dinner mints that you get on, on the tray. And you're like, where's, where's the bill? And, and the manager... He says to like you and all your friends, he's like, "It's all right. It's it's on me. I, I paid the price. I paid I paid it in full. 
Your your debt is swiped. There's nothing for you to pay. You don't owe me anything. And you were racking up a bill that you knew you couldn't afford to pay. And when we do things wrong, you can feel like you're racking up this debt. You're racking up all this sin that you can't afford to pay off. But when Jesus came to earth and died on that cross, he said, don't worry, paid in full, your debt is swiped. Clean slate, it's gone. The only one who's capable and qualified to save us is the one who's ready to save us, and that's Jesus. Again, from Romans, it says in the Bible, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at the right time and died for us as sinners. So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, and that's available to us because of the death of Christ. The price of our sin is death. We deserve death, but God loves us so much that he was willing to pay that price for us. When Jesus came to earth and he died on that Roman cross 2,000 years ago, a transaction was happening. He was paying the price for us, and he was clearing our debt. The truth is, and if there's one thing, just if, if there's one thing that you take away from tonight, it would be really, really nice if you took away all of it. But if there was one thing, I would just love for you all to know that God loves us and he wants to have a relationship with you. And whatever wall you've put up, whatever barrier you've put up, he is ready to overcome that. He died on the cross to tear that barrier down. He wants to have a relationship with you. So Christ... Jesus died for us, but he didn't stay dead. He came back to life and he defeated sin and death. So what what does that mean for us? What does that mean? It means because he rose from the dead, we can too if we put our faith in him. So we put our faith in Jesus, we will rise to eternal life. There is a life after this, and if we believe in Jesus and what he did for us, we're heading there, we're going, it's plain sailing. And that's where the choice comes in. Our question mark, our lovely fourth question mark up there, which is point four. We all have a choice. We all have a choice. So you you can go through life, you can leave here, you can keep going, and you can keep asking the questions. Is God real? What do I believe? Is there a God out there? Does he love me? Am I worth saving? Is this all just one big coincidence? But when Jesus hung on that cross and he cried out, it is finished, it was done once and for all. And we can either choose to believe in Jesus, choose not to believe in Jesus and stay separated from God, or we can choose to accept his gift of salvation. And if we do, he forgives us for all of our sin and it's a clean slate, your debt is paid and he will give us eternal life. So I'm not going to say much more than that because I've I've done my bit. The baton's passed. It's it's all over to you guys. Um, It's up to you guys here, from here on out. So um, let's watch a little video together. You. Look at your eyes. Look at them. Speckled. Colorful. Each one unique, and I created every one of them. I created everything, the universe, and you. I 
gave you your personality. I made you pure, complex, and every day I give you life. I love you, but something happened. You cheated on me. You didn't trust me. You sinned. You cut yourself off from me. And although you're still alive, you were slowly dying. So you looked for other things. To fill the void. Nothing works. It just kills you faster. And it separates us more and more. What are you searching for? Follow me.